Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. All right. Well, I hope you came expecting because ex- expectation is really what brings on the anointing. Let's, let's be honest. You, you come to receive, you'll receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. And I think there's a lot of doors that need to come down today. I'm just saying that need to be kicked down. Walls that need to come down. That you need to know that right now the Lord is saying you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Why don't you just try that on for size this morning? Say, I am more than a conqueror. All right. What a great start to this uh, new teaching in this new series. I'm really excited about uh, today's message. Not like I'm not excited about every message, but I'm extra excited because of the challenge it's been on my own life. Uh, When it comes to whole health, because of the impact it has had and made on the lives of those around me, as we even just function day to day. You see, if we make this, this teaching a priority, this topic a priority, we are able to handle stress better, anxiety better. How many could use less anxiety? Come on, praise God. You tell it where to go. Uh, We'll also have more energy, more confidence. We'll be able to think more clearly. I don't know if you woke up this morning and you were feeling a little cloudy today in the brain. Well, our God is not a God of confusion, by the way. He's a God of clarity. So he's about to bring clarity through his spirit this morning, okay? We're able to process better. And this will have a long-lasting, long-lasting, say long-lasting, effect on our lives and those around us. Today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, is faith and fitness. Oh, man, all the trainers in the house said amen. (laughs) Get ready. Get ready to be challenged. I don't know about you, but I've noticed an ongoing trend when it comes to fitness. It's not a trend that's going away. It's one of those things that isn't just trendy. It's kind of timely. It lasts and lasts and lasts. How many runners in the room? God bless you for running. But yeah, running is a thing that we see in the Bible. Running is a thing that people are still doing. Some people even run in one spot for hours on end. Right? Some of you are like, yeah, it shows. Good job, Sam. Right? Some run intentionally to get fit, but unfortunately, most of us, we tend to run aimlessly just to survive. (laughs) Right? And if you've got a house full of kids like me, you know, that are all running around the place, and I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm chasing them more than leading them sometimes. There's a lot of running going around. Um, But I think in many cases, for a lot of us, we could relate to, we don't always feel like we're running ahead. We don't always feel like we're necessarily winning or even getting ahead for that matter. You can feel like maybe you just can't keep up. And maybe you've fallen behind even in your personal health when it comes to fitness. Okay? Don't threat. This message is not a message to put you down. This is a message to lift you up. Okay? So we could all work on this area, trust me. When it comes to physical health, have you ever caught yourself saying this before? Well, I just don't have the time. Or, I can't afford to. You ever said that? Nah, no one's ever said that in here. And my answer is always the same. We all have the same amount of time. It's a matter of priorities. 
And you can't afford not to exercise. Woo! One person says, woo, right on. Because you'll either invest now or you'll pay later. It might come in the form of medical bills and other things and other stress-related things. And so I really want to encourage you today, how you treat the temple of God. God only gave you one of these for this lifetime on earth, okay? And how this can affect the way that you live today can affect the way that you live tomorrow. Are you with me? Okay. When we get healthier, so do those around us start to get healthier. It becomes a cultural thing. If you're most like the five people you hang around the most, maybe some of us need to just start hanging around healthier people, right? If you're sitting next to someone really healthy, way to go. You're doing good already. Even if you haven't gone to the gym yet, that's a start. More, th- more things are caught than taught. But I'll tell you, like Pastor Moore said to me the other day, you can't just reach out your hand and see someone else working out and say, I claim that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Don't work that way, okay? But get ready to be pushed. One thing you'll notice, even with an athlete, you don't have to tell an athlete to train, do you? No, it's just like you don't have to tell a songwriter to write, right? Or or, or a singer to sing, or a ball player to play ball. It's just what you do. It becomes a part of your lifestyle, your holy, healthy lifestyle. So as you'll see as we get into the word, It's the word of God. It's the scripture that builds us strength. And it's the habits that shape our horizon. Paul talks about this need for self-discipline. And he talks about it in a letter to the Corinthians. You see, Corinth was a major port city. It had many Greek and Roman gods and temples. And it was a big economic center. Much like Vancouver, maybe with not all the Greek and Roman gods, but a port city, big economic center, people coming, going, and doing things. Unfortunately, most of them life doing something with them instead of them doing something with them. And so he comes in intentionally as a missionary. And you can bet there was a lot of influences in Corinth. He spent a year and a half there just talking to people about Jesus, building relationships and getting to know them before he gathered enough people to start a church. Paul then moves on to start other churches in other cities. And while he's away, guess what? He gets some reports that things aren't going great. Well, that just tends to happen, doesn't it? And so the community was plagued with all kinds of problems And that's why he writes the letter. It's broken up into five main sections of areas that the church is struggling with, and some of us might be able to relate. Chapters 1 to 4 talks about division. Remember we talked about when you have multiple vision, you have what's called division. He also talks about in chapters 5 to 7, sex, 8 to 10, food and health, Um, 11 to 14, the gathering, and then chapter 15, the resurrection and the resurrected power of Jesus. In each section, Paul defines the problem, and then he responds with part of the gospel, the good news about Jesus. He teaches us to live out what we believe, right? Not just to live life like most people with good intentions. 
I found it's your direction, not your intention that determines your destination. Are you with me? It's your direction, not your intention that determines your destination. So where are you going? So he teaches us to live out what we believe. He teaches us to see through the lens of the gospel and live out every area of our life through that good news. Are you with me? All right. So we're going to start in 1 Corinthians 9 in verse 24. And it says this. Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Amen. Run in such a way to get the prize. You know, 90% of what we say is in our body language, and if some of us are just running with our head down like this, we don't even look or act like winners, do we? And we'll probably stumble on more things, and we won't have... You might think you have insight by doing this, but you have no foresight. Just saying. My first point is that fitness requires proper form. Proper form. Did you know that you were actually born to run? You were made to run. Say, I was made to run. Right on. Surprisingly, it doesn't come all that natural for us. I love watching people run. (laughs) Some people are really good at it. Some people are just entertaining. But there is a right way and there's a wrong way to run. And I've learned the hard way. You know, everything from standing in a straight line to being slightly forward, you know, to how you breathe, your feet, your legs, your your torso, all your body parts moving in a certain direction. You know, even the way that you pump your arms, did you know that, can help propel you? Well, the arms are actually supposed to move with the torso, okay? Not against the torso like the kids are trying to do out there right when you do that it's counterproductive and if you don't believe me try to follow me cameras if you don't believe me try running like a penguin with your arms straight down you lose momentum But how many of us are going around in life just running around from place to place without proper form? And we end up pulling something, we end up getting hurt, we end up stretching something, and we end up complaining, and then we end up going to God, and then, if all else fails, we pray. (laughs) And we check our form. I was saying to Lee, Lee's in the house today, um, owner of Fit for Change, let's give it up for Lee, mighty man of God. And I said, Lee, it must be so hard being an owner and watching us goofballs get in there and, you know, swinging the weight. (laughs) Don't you want to jump into every conversation? Like, let me help you there, son. (laughs) And I found one thing about exercise when it comes to form and being in the gym is I need to swallow my pride. It's not always about the mount of weight you lift. It's how you lift that weight. Come on, am I talking to someone today? It's not about how how much you weigh, but how you lift it. So some of us have been running around by default instead of by design. We don't take the time to check our form. Instead, we just wake up and we start running. We start running. 
We don't realize this is counterproductive and failure to plan, yes, is planning to fail. And we should start each day by stretching before we run. Stretching out to God, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Stretching out to God. A posture of praise. And then a prone posture of seeking his will instead of our wants. You with me? Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God. And then, say and then, all things will be added unto you. Before we move, we need to meditate. Ooh, that's good. Someone should write that down. Before we move, we need to meditate. Take time to breathe. Soak in the scripture and the word of God and take time to listen. If you've been asking him, I would ask you, are you taking the same amount of time to listen as you are putting your requests before God? Do you meditate in his word and in worship? Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then, say then, you will prosper and be successful. Whole health requires faith-filled fitness that is dedicated to proper form. Verse 25 says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it, say I do it, to get a crown that will last forever. In fitness, whole health requires strict training. It's really what is done in private that is one day rewarded in public. I believe a lot of us have been more slack than strict when it comes to spiritual and physical training. (laughs) You don't have to put your hand up for that. And I would ask you, what are you training for? What's your why? Before the what, who are you training for? And who is your coach? Who's your personal trainer? We know that Christ is our head coach, by the way. So we should start there. He is the head of the church. And on a practical side, I've learned this the hard way. For years, I didn't have a personal trainer. Because one, I was too stubborn to invest in one. And I thought, who else knows my body better than I know my body? Nobody. I was wrong. If I had known what I know today to invest in a trainer, then I would be miles ahead. Simple changes from wisdom, by seeking wisdom from an active, godly man or woman, by the way. You know a tree bites fruit? Actively, actively, success leaves clues. By seeking wisdom from those, it's amazing how the little things are the big things. Everything from our form to what we eat and put into our body, what we say yes to, what we say no to. All by seeking and investing in the wisdom and knowledge of godly trainers. But unfortunately, a lot of us go through life based on our own knowledge, our own wisdom, 
instead of, instead of seeking godly wisdom or even getting into the Word, the Bible. Instead, we tend to lease our lives instead of lead our lives. Are you with me? We go after the immediate and we miss the ultimate. We sacrifice the ultimate for the immediate, for short-term pleasure, short-term gain. But that always has a long-term effect. The reason that we train is so that we can not just sustain, so that we can do more. We train because, you know why? We're kingdom athletes. Kingdom athletes. We need to be strong, not just for ourselves, but for others. So that we can not just help ourselves, but help others. And Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12 says that two, say two, are better than one. Go figure. Two are better than one. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. That's why it's nice to have a personal trainer, eh? Or train with somebody else. Especially when you need a spot. And something inside of you says that you can lift more. You're able to lift more. But wisdom says, don't lift it alone. <laughs> right? Or you might be caught in a position you don't want to be in. Pride always comes before the fall. <laughs> right? A common quality among us superheroes we know is their strength. But even superheroes know that their strength is not for status, but for service. Am I speaking to someone today? Praise the Lord, Pastor Rudy. Speaking to you. Jesus couldn't have walked the distance that he had walked, shared the messages, healed as many people, done so many. I think some of us as pastors complain about how many messages we do in a day or in a week. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. He was always on the move, and people followed him everywhere he went, and he went to the needs, and he dealt with the needs that were in front of him. Even when he wasn't going to that need, he dealt with it. Why? Because he had the strength, not just the spiritual strength, ladies and gentlemen. There's no way a body, remember, he was God in the flesh. He wouldn't have had the strength to endure what he did, even to the point of going to the cross. That's passion. That's passion. Our own body affects the health of our whole body. When we get healthier, so do those around us. When we bring healthier choices to our homes, guess what? Even our kids start eating better. At first I was complaining because I was doing these meal preps and then my kids are eating all my meals. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I came a long way from being Mennonite to making my own meals and now my kids are eating my meals. But I had to learn to share. My, my wife stopped me. You realize they're eating healthier too. Oh yeah, it's not just about me. We all get healthier. We all become healthier. When you get out more, guess what? Those around you get out more. See our next verse. Therefore, Paul says, Therefore I do not run, I, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, hello, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Practice what you preach. My third point is that we need to aim to discipline. Having a clear, defined goal will help you achieve your objective. 
Developing the disciplines is the root, ladies and gentlemen, of discipleship. When you do what you know you need to do, everyone else gets a better version of you. It rhymes, it must be true. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. I want to give you just three simple, practical things that you can do. Not that I haven't given you some good stuff, and obviously the great stuff is all from the Word of God. But here it is. A, clearly define your goal. It says it right there in Proverbs. Without vision, we perish. You might have heard it that way. I like that part. Without revelation, there's no restraint. Clearly define your goal. B, get a coach. It's all about discipleship. It's all about mentorship. And C, celebrate your wins. If you learn to do that in your form, a great way to do that, like the men and I did this morning, read Philippians 4. Read the form about how we aren't to be anxious for nothing. But everything through prayer and thanksgiving make our requests known to God. And meditate on whatever is godly, loving, true, noble. Then check this out. God and his peace will be in you. Not just the peace of God. You get the God of peace, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about your form. Psalm 100 uh, verse 4, I believe, says, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, his courts with what? Praise, praise, praise. We need a posture of praise. We need to do more celebrating and less complaining. Praise. We need to lift Jesus up over all the other little limitations that you may see because he is over it all. Jesus over everything. So let's stop trying and let's start training. Are you with me? Let's stop trying and let's start training. Would you stand with me? First exercise of the day. I take away simply this. Fitness allows us to take faith in action further. Faith in action further. Faith without works, ladies and gentlemen, is dead. Let's do this together. The verse that I want you to meditate on is found in 1 Corinthians 9.25. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it. Again, say, I do it to get a crown that will last forever. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, that today was a day not just of information, but revelation. I thank you, Father God, through your Holy Spirit, that you are speaking to the lives of those that are in this room. I lift up my brother, I lift up my sister, and I lift up this family in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you would just give them such a hunger and boldness and vision for what you're calling them to and calling them through. Anoint them, equip them, and empower them by your Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. All this training would be for nothing if it wasn't for the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. Paul says our faith would be in vain. And if you're here today and you know what it need, what the feeling of needing a resurrection, 
the feeling of maybe something that feels dead in your life and it's, and it's time to bring that thing to life, you will not be able to do it on your own. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by my strength, but by my spirit. And Paul said in Romans 10, verse 9, if we believe in our hearts, remember, you've got to have a healthy heart. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe that God the Father raised his son from the grave that you will be saved. That's your starting point. That's your form. That's your position. Is he's calling you to relationship. And so I want to lead us in a prayer right now. We're going to do just that. And maybe you prayed this prayer or something like this prayer before. But this is a holy moment. If you've never prayed this prayer, would you do so with your whole heart with me and with the rest of you join in? Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I know what it's like to struggle and I know what it's like to stumble. I know what it's like to sin. Would you please forgive me of my sins? You see, I believe that you chose to die for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I'm ready for a fresh start with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. With all eyes closed in the moment. I know God is speaking to you this morning. I know he had a word just for you today that you came, you weren't even sure about coming today. You were tired, you were worn out, and you even felt burnt out. And you thought, man, one more hour of sleep would sure be nice. But you fought that sleep. And when you got up out of the bed, you might not have heard it. But hell did. And Satan said, oh no. She's up again. Oh no, he's up again. I'm telling you, God will continue to do what God does through you by the power of his Holy Spirit. What he has begun, he will complete. And for those of you that are either coming back or starting a relationship with Jesus today for the first time, all heads are bowed. You're in the moment right now. You're in the moment. This is your moment. Just give me a thumbs up. Say, Pastor, that's me today. Awesome. Praise God. That's me today, Pastor. I'm starting with him. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to continue to, to, to press in. At College Street here, we, we believe it. what James said in Acts 15, 19, that we should not make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. That we are commissioned in the Great Commission to go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, making disciples and teaching others to obey his commands. And so I'm going to ask the team literally to lift the lid on this stage here. Because beneath it, We've got a baptism tank. We've got clothes, we got towels, you name it, we got it. In Romans it says that this is something that we are called to do. It is not a great suggestion, by the way. It is the Great Commission. And it says that when we go under the water that we are baptized with Christ. It represents His burial. We are buried with Christ. When we come up out of the water, it says that we are resurrected with Christ. 
And so we leave stuff behind. We leave things in the water. And if that's you today, and you feel that you need to step in, it's time to step in. Like it says in Acts, what are you waiting for? You don't know what tomorrow will bring. Now is your time. Just come forward. Now is your time. Come forward. Let's do this. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time. Thank you.